<clears throat> Cue the music, I guess. All right. <laughs> Hey there, I'm Luke, and welcome back to Designedly, a podcast documenting the journey of finding intention and purpose in making or doing things that you're passionate about. So, um, welcome back uh, to episode seven of this uh, experiment. I apologize for last week. I just want to start out that way. Um, didn't want to forget about the fact that there was no episode seven last week. Technically, this is supposed to be episode eight, but uh, I apologize. Um, yeah, I was in Chicago. That messed everything up. Um, I really didn't have a computer that could edit this type of audio. It, it takes like a good hour and a half to edit one of these episodes. Um, and that's crazy, all things considered. But um, yeah, so I just didn't really have any time or any way to do that. So I apologize. And by the time I actually got back, it was like too late. So I just decided to... Um, kind of just wait till next week but um or well now <laughs> um so anyway welcome back um in liquid news for this week we officially have two major changes to the website which is really exciting um first and foremost we now have an official new designed about page um if you go to liquid.com about you can find that. Um, I put it's probably the most amount of JavaScript I have ever ran in my life, um, which isn't a ton, but it's is impressive for me at least. And I put a lot of work into it, so be sure to check that out. Um, and um, also, there is a new um, connect page as well. Um, so if you've ever been to Liquid.com, um, it's really simple to access like the main navigation menu, which is basically just clicking the google looking three dots thing in the top right corner but there was no real way to access um something i've been wanting to build for a while which contains just like a little pop-up section for all of like the places you can find us so twitter instagram um youtube um and then we also have a texting only number and a um email so um be sure to check it out i'd love to hear your thoughts um also if you haven't checked it out either, um, our service Dive has um, a brand new prototype for you to check out. It's really exciting. Um, if you want to go to dive.liquid.com slash prototype, and all these links will be in the description as well. Sorry, I just like to say them out loud. Um, but yeah, obviously it does require a little bit of uh, spelling issues because they're not as straightforward as they might be. So um, be sure to check that description. But um, this prototype is something that has been in the works for a long time, and it really just shows um, where we want this service to go, what we want it to be in the future. And so if you have a minute and you're on a solid Wi-Fi connection or unlimited data, I would recommend connection, because um, there's a lot of files on there that will kill your data cap. I am not kidding. Um yeah, especially we have a video file on there, and this entire service's goal is to show uncompressed files. So, of course, I had to put on there an uncompressed 4K 60fps file, because why not? Um, <laughs> so, that one is, uh, that's gonna, it's gonna take about a gig of your data, so I apologize. Anyway, um, that's about it for news this week, but um, just thought 
that's some good info to have. Um, and you know, it definitely, uh, adds up when <laughs> you're not, you're not shooting, um, a week. So today we are talking about something that has been on my mind for a long time. I've been really wanting to talk about this. Um, but I needed a time where I really could just like, just go all at it. So I'm anticipating this is going to be a pretty long episode. So, uh, you know, sit back, relax, and, uh, we're going to talk today about the 368 story. So for those of you who don't know, 368 is a company and a creative space in New York City that was founded by Casey Neistat, a noted YouTuber and vlogger who recently actually moved away from New York City. Um, but he now lives in LA, which is interesting because um, I don't know, throughout my entire time watching him, which is good three or four years at this point, which seems kind of crazy. Um, but I was just kind of linked him to New York City. So like the fact that he's not there now, just it feels weird. But anyway, um, but he left behind 368 and 368 is something absolutely incredible and has been now for two years. I mean, it's been a great place for people to host events and really just inspiring place for creators, especially creators in New York City. But I mean, to me, 368 is like, it's like legendary at this point. But times were different in the summer of 2018. And, um, you know, a one year younger Luke had, uh, had a fun idea. For as long as I can remember, branding has been a really important part of just who I am as a person. I mean, I love building brands for people and I always have a critique. Um, in fact, today, um, I went shopping for some new shoes and I made my entire decision based on the way the shoe actually displays the brand. Um, which is a lot of times why I choose Nike because I really appreciate their logo on like any other shoe brand out there. But, um, that's a fact you didn't need to know. So let's continue onward. So at that point, 368 was basically in its infancy. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on, don't get me wrong, but they were still working on actually constructing the building. And as far as everything else went, I mean, it literally was, it had no brand. It, it was just sort of this organization that was called 368. And um, Casey Neistat, um, in a lot of his videos, he just chose to put 368 in like a Helvetica font, which is like the most basic font that you can find on a Mac computer or, you know, basically in the entire ecosystem of design overall. But, you know, it's not a bad looking font, but it's not really a logo. It's just kind of it was there. So I had the idea of, you know, why not actually create a brand for them? Because I wanted to help them out. I mean, I really did want to. I wanted to see that 368 was thriving and I wanted to see them in the best light. And yeah, I mean, of course, like it would be awesome if, you know, a logo that I designed would be used to be an inspiration for creators and a, um, you know, just sort of a symbol for this amazing place that I've really idealized in, um, you know, seeing videos and promos from them and stuff like that. So um, it started as just sort of an idea that was at the back of my head. But by the end of that summer, um, I was like, you know what? I need to take this idea seriously because this is actually pretty cool. I mean, I would love to just see if I could get something to Casey Neistat. 
So um, I sat down. I specifically remember around, it was like a bonfire or something. I don't know. That's a detail you also didn't need to know. But um, I just had my uh, my Google Keep notes out and uh, I just started jotting down ideas. I was like drawing for like hours straight, just like, you know, trying to find something that would work. A lot of the earlier designs, um, they looked like glasses, which were also sort of a main part of Casey Neistat's overall YouTube brand. So um, I kind of wanted to see if I could represent that. But at the end of the day, I didn't think that was the best goal. And especially now, it definitely wasn't the best place to look at because 368 shouldn't be about the one creator who is, of course, running the show, but um, it should be about more than just, you know, here's this one guy, right? And, um, so that was, you know, I sort of strayed away from that idea. So by the end of the night though, I had something that I really liked and it was sort of this way that I would, I morphed together all three of the numbers into this really clean looking shape. It like sort of looked like a camera lens. I can't really describe it too well, so I apologize, but, um, know that I was pretty proud of it at the end of the day. So I took that idea um, a couple days later and I just worked with it on my computer for a bit. I mean, it, it took a couple days for sure. Um, and the first concept also happened to go back to a pair of glasses, but the idea there was that this is mostly a visual-based company. So, you know, glasses, eyes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I ended up changing that to go with um, a more modern, more streamlined design that also fit into a square aspect ratio. The square aspect ratio is something that I'm also extremely passionate about. Um, not all of my logos have followed this throughout the years, but um, square is an extremely important part of the modern iconography world because um, if you're going to have a symbol that represents your company, you also should probably make sure that it looks good in something like an app icon that, you know, deals with a square or a circle that, you know, is perfect in height and width, right? The height and the width are the same. Um, and so you need something that sort of fits well into that. And so that's why a lot of companies, let's see, you know, Google, right? Um, Facebook, Instagram, all of those they all have like this square symbol that represents them, or at least a symbol that has about the same width and height. And so that's something that I've really tried to implore. So the original one was definitely wider in the width as glasses are, but um, I decided to restructure it and to make it a little more symbolic overall. And so that's where by around, uh, I wanna say September-ish, um, I had gotten that all completely done and it was looking great. So then I started working on the rest of the brand, right? So I actually ended up choosing Helvetica um, because I thought that that was a, a bit of a comfort, you know, for uh, for Casey Neistat, make it a little more appealing. Um, and also I think it looked good with the overall brand. Um, a lot of my symbols and stuff have rounded corners, but I decided to keep these ones straight. And I think that really fit well with Helvetica, which also keeps very straight corners. So after all that had been done, I chose colors. Um, the colors I ended up doing were um, like a light blue and a dark red. The red was supposed to represent the main platform that many people will be starting on, which is YouTube. 
and um the blue was a right it was sky blue that's right because it was supposed to represent the fact that the sky is the limit at 368 i also worked on creating everything that i can think of with that brand on it so i made concept invitations i made concept movie posters i made a concept app icon right um i think it even worked on like a website design for it because like it's important to me that they understand whoever's you know looking at this at 368 understands the full vision that i have for you know this the brand and why it's actually a helpful thing to have this and could even help 368 um service more people in the future everything was ready to go so i now had to figure out the best way to actually get this info to Casey Neistat. What I ended up thinking about is a lot of times the best way to reach someone is on the platform they're on most, right? So YouTube, of course. So I then just got to work. I mean, it was October by that point, and I had still yet to actually reboot my YouTube channel, which if you're listening and you watch my YouTube channel, I really do apologize. I am working on a um, short film that is taking a lot longer than I expected, but um, it's coming. So, but at this point I hadn't, but um, you know, I, I used the amount of videography that I knew and it didn't hurt that I had a lot of prosumer gear just hanging around for my old YouTube days. Um, so I threw in a couple colored lights and, um, you know, took out my 4k camera and, uh, got to filming. And that process was a long time of the making. I mean, I say like I, when working on the hope commercial for, um, Sans three, that was a long process, no doubt. Um, but this was, this was about three quarters of that. And the fact that it didn't really have any major, um, CGI elements. Yeah, it was it was a massive project. I mean, it was four minutes long, but I mean, it required so much scripting. And of course, I wanted to make sure that everything was super concise. So I first started with all the animations. So that was a daunting task, no doubt. The main thing was the video is going to be at 4K and 60 FPS, which is just kind of like a Luke fabricatory staple. But that was really hard to do because there is a part of it where I really wanted to have um, some some vlog footage that Casey Neistat took and I would superimpose or sort of like motion track the um, the 368 logo into that space. So I sort of wanted it to look like the 368 logo was all around 368, of course, but also New York City as a whole, because it's it's much bigger than just this one place, right? Finding 4K footage from Casey Neistat is hard. Um, <laughs> I actually did like a custom YouTube search to find all of his 4K content in order to uh, filter out the best stuff. And that was probably a whole day process of just like finding stuff. Also, there is a studio tour from Marquez Brownlee, which did not hurt. So um, that is also a pretty great video. It was also very sad to see that studio being torn down just like a week ago. So, um, yeah, um, I still don't know if I'm recovered completely. Uh, <laughs> that was the first step. And then I worked on all of the other animations, which was a lot. Um, first and foremost, I needed like a sort of brand animation, right? Something that that would work across all of them to create transitions and stuff like that. What I love using a lot is what I call the blink animation, which basically has an element um, 
come in for two frames, then take a break for two frames, then come in for two frames again, and then take a break again, and then and then the uh, element comes in. It sort of creates this like glitching sort of motion, but it's a lot cleaner than a glitch. It's like it just kind of like blinks on, and so um, that was what I decided to use for the entire video long. And so creating that sort of stuff was also pretty hard because you're working with individual frames, which I do a lot, but it's still a lot of work. So then it was just about organizing everything together. So um, I had. I sort of separated the video into two acts. So the first one was just talking about liquid as a whole. So I made some company based animations as well, which was cool as well. But then um, moving over to um, the actual uh, design, which was the other uh, three quarters of the video, um, I really tried to transition it well. So um, I used some really good tracks of music, which I found for this. Um, and then I had this sort of animation that transitioned between like a black screen. And then I said, hey, and the company that you know the search engine for, um, <laughs> turn on the lights. And so I sort of wanted to recreate that natural look that appeared in so many of his vlogs. And it's part of the reason why millions of people tune into what he makes. So then I uploaded to YouTube, which is always a very patience testing um, process. But then um, it was all about collecting feedback and making sure that I did everything that I could to make this the best thing possible. So I got a lot of friends' opinions on it, and um, overall, they were pretty happy with it. Of course, there were, there's always going to be a couple things that I made a mistake on, but, um, you know, is it worth going back? That's the real question. Anyway, so... Um, I uploaded probably three more files before um, the the final one was up, but then I think I was ready. And I want to say it was late October when I finally got the video up and I posted it on Twitter a ton. I really tried to push um, retweets and all that kind of stuff as much as I possibly could. And to my surprise, people seemed to like it a bit. Um, but it wasn't enough to really get to Casey Neistat, but that would be a bad end to the story, right? So, um, I continued to sort of retweet and repost and quote all over the place for the next couple of months, um, all over social media just to really get it out. Um, but my efforts were, uh, well, they, they didn't, they didn't really end up going anywhere. Sadly, as much work as I put into it, um, yeah, it fell flat. But then I'm going to uh, skip forward in the timeline a bit, and we're going to go to December 18th, when something very unexpected happened. Um, so I got a notification on my phone, which, you know, happens quite a bit. Um, and it was somebody mentioning me, and usually when someone mentions me, it's because they're a previous client of mine who appreciated my work and also wants to help a brother out, and I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, so maybe somebody else is looking for a graphic designer. I'm here for that. But um, it happened to be from my good friend Jacqueline from Nothing But Tech, and um, the, uh, the mention on Twitter was for a tweet that was kind of surprising to me. Um... It was Adobe teaming up with 368 to have a 
drawing of sorts. Basically, they wanted to pick um, three artists. One was for graphic design, one was for cinematography, and one was for photography to help establish 368's brand. And I was like, wait, hold up a second here. Um, I know I only made one third of that, but um, but obviously they hadn't seen it. So that was that was a little disappointing. Um, but I was like, okay, yeah, I'll apply. So basically the, what you were applying for was they wanted to take three of these people um, to New York City. They would fly them out and they would get to work on, um, yeah, just creating the brand throughout a week. And so thank goodness for a friend letting me know about this whole thing. So of course I went to apply immediately. I'm not one to reminisce in the past, right? So I um, visited the site and uh, the first rule on there was um, must be 18. Yep, things just weren't working out for me. That's that's the truth. Um, must be 18 is, uh, it hurts. It hurts a lot. And I, I know there are definitely some logistics and it's not like it's 368's fault, but, um, I don't know. I always feel like because I am still technically, um, not an adult, a lot of places don't take me seriously. I can't even file for a trademark for liquid, but the thing is they, it's not like they had something on the website that was like a, a formal application. The application was literally showing examples of your work and tweeting them with the hashtag Adobe 368. So I was like, you know what? Mine as well. What, what do I have to lose? So I, um, I like frantically clipped a bunch of stuff together from the video to of course fit Twitter's video length um, <laughs> restrictions, but um, I got it down to a really good section and I posted it with a, an extremely heartfelt message to Casey Neistat and that post went live. Once I posted that tweet though, all heck went down. <laughs> um, first and foremost, the then COO and now um, co-founder of 368, actually, I think he runs 368 now. Um, Paul, if you're listening, <laughs> nice to nice to hear from you. But um, Paul Lees followed me on Twitter, which I thought was uh, incredibly cool. I was like, okay, well, this is awesome because 368 has finally heard the message. Um, and what's more than that, the tweets ended up doing really well, actually better than any tweet I had ever done ever. Um, it ended up getting like 180 likes, which depending on who you are, might sound like a lot, might sound like a little, but considering that the average tweet that I do gets around 10, um, I'd say I did extremely well. And a lot of people also replied and said, I really like the idea, bro. And I was like, Hey, that's, that's awesome. Like, you know, this is exactly what I wanted to do. This is exactly the, the kind of thing that I wanted to build here. So, um, that was just an extremely inspiring time. And it was just, it's so cool just to like go on Twitter and just to like refresh the notifications. And like, it's like people who actually liked the work that you did and just, just keep scrolling down and it's like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Like, I truly did not expect that. I thought maybe Adobe or 368 would see it, but I mean, I guess they did, but that feedback and that understanding of creativity that was shared between all of these people from all around the world was just, 
it was incredible. It was one of the best moments of my life. I'm not even joking. I mean, it was just me sitting in my room, just like I was checking the Adobe 368 hashtag like every minute and just I, I just love to see other people's work too. I mean, it was it was incredible just to like scroll down page and just like, whoa, like because it's it's awesome. Like we're all sort of I mean, we're all brought together by one creator, right? But we all do our own thing. We all have our own creative passions. And that's it's so cool. It's it was so cool to like witness that firsthand. Um, and the awesome part of it was the fact that um, my post was actually like the top post for hashtag Adobe three, six, eight for a long time. I don't know how in the world that happened, but it did. And people kept on liking it and it was insane. So then you're like, oh, okay, well, of course, then they made an exception for you and you went to New York city. I don't know if you were also expecting that either. I mean, it would be awesome if um, 368 had actually, you know, liked my work and wanted to put it up. But at the end of the day, it was an insane experience and it was a great, like just it provided so much experience for me. I mean, I had never like built every part of a brand from the ground up before something I've never done in the history of everything and it was just so cool to experience I know I'm kind of repeating myself but I guess there's there's really nothing else to say um at the end of it um yeah I didn't get picked um nothing really happened after that point but I have a friend now at 368 sort of um at least a follower and, um, you know, I, I'd love to just see where this goes and maybe one day I can actually visit for myself, but, um, yeah, that's about it. Um, so just as a, uh, update, when I said that tweet was actually the most liked tweet of all time, that was recently replaced with a tweet about the cinematography of Stranger Things that I literally, and I quote, said, Stranger Things is a cinematic masterpiece. That is all, with three screenshots of Stranger Things scenes. That tweet got over 200 likes. What the heck? <laughs> but anyway, that's all I got to say for today. Thank you all so much for listening. I know this was quite a long one, and I, I can't even imagine how this is going to edit down. That was the intention and the storied past of the Liquid 368 concept brand. I have been Luke, and this has been designedly. I'll see you all next week.